Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Wow, welcome. So good to see you and welcome to winter in Harvey Bay. I even found my jacket. This last week has been quite fresh for Harvey Bay and trust you're nice and warm. And it's so good to connect. And a huge shout out to the Transformations men and women that got uh, baptized last Sunday. And it's so good to be connected to all of your team there. And what a joy to see lives getting transformed. I was chatting with one of the team uh, yesterday and they indicated to me that the during this pandemic and this virus and the whole uh, challenging time, that the number of uh, searches on Google for who is Jesus have skyrocketed and it's the highest it's been for a long time many people are trying to work out who is Jesus looking for some hope and and some peace in their lives so today I want to share a message and it's titled who is Jesus and I want to look at some uh, verses in uh, Matthew 16 starting at verse 13 in the passion when Jesus came to Caesar Philippi he asked his disciples this question what are the people saying about me the son of man who do, you believe, who do they believe I am? They answered, some are convinced you are John the baptizer. Others say you're Elijah, reincarnated, or Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. But you, who do you say that I am? Jesus asked them. Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah, For you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, a stone, and the truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I'll build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. He then gave his disciples strict orders not to tell anyone that he was God's anointed one. Wow, why would he allow them to see and be revealed who he is and then say, don't tell anyone? This was um, halfway through his ministry and he didn't want to be crowded or challenged on who he was unnecessarily. And they wanted to set him up as an earthly king, whereas he was King of kings and Lord of lords. So in that passage, there's a powerful thing. They're saying, who do people say? And then he turns to his disciples and says, but you, who do you say that I am? And today I want to ask you that question. Who do you say Jesus is in your life right now? Who do you know him or consider him? Maybe you're on a journey of discovering, well, I'm not sure if I really believe in Jesus. Maybe you see him as a religious Jesus. Some of the movies paint Jesus in a religious way, but I thank God for newer films and and there's a great uh, story, Chosen, which is out now, which is really portraying who Jesus really is. Some people see him as a historical Jesus. Yes, he was someone who lived 2,000 years ago, but what's that got to do with me today in 2020? But I, I believe that we need to know him not as a historical Jesus, a religious Jesus, or maybe a good teacher. Yeah, I love reading some of his incredible sayings. Or a prophet who could foretell the future. Or was he a great leader? Yes, he led 12 disciples. And then that movement has gone around the world now with billions of people that 
uh, claimed to be followers of Jesus, the greatest leader that ever walked on this earth? Or do you know him as your best friend, one that you can talk to and share your heart with and uh, spend time with at any time? Or do you know him as the Lord Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world, the one who's forgiven your sin? Do you know him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Today, I want you to reflect on this question as we share this message today. Who do you say that I am? Who do you know Jesus is in your heart and in your life? Jesus gave us a glimpse of who he was in the book of John. He declared seven I am statements. Because in that passage I just read, said, who do you say that I am? Jesus answered that question in these seven scriptures or statements. They're known as the seven I am statements in the book of John. First one is in John 8, 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Wow, and we need his light and his truth into the darkness and fear that's all over the world at this time. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I believe this speaks to us. To a world lost in darkness, Christ offers himself as a guiding light to us. And so if you're feeling a dark place, I want to encourage you. Reach out today and say, Jesus, I want to know you as the light of the world. The second one is in John 14, 6, a well-known passage. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Here we say Jesus is the source of all truth and knowledge about God. So he says, I am the way. So if you've lost your way in life, you can come back and find the way. He's the truth. And uh, last week I shared for a moment about truth and there's so much error and deception and conspiracy theories and fake news today. We need to know the truth about what's happening in our world and our lives and our community. And he is the life. Thank God for the spiritual life that he makes us alive in him. Thirdly, John 15, 1, Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. This creates a thought of by attaching ourselves to Christ, we enable his life to flow in and through us. Then we, can help, we cannot help but bear fruit that will honour our Father God. And thank God for many in our church and our community that you bear incredible fruit in your families. You're raising godly generations. You bear fruit in your, your businesses, in your uh, serving of our community, in your professions as doctors and nurses and, and carers and dentists and so many you serve. You are bearing great fruit by being Christ's hands and feet. The fourth one is in John 6.35. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in him, me will never be thirsty. Wow, have you ever been really hungry or really thirsty? In our country, we often have plenty of drink and food. I've been on several missions trips to India, and sometimes you're on those long train trips, and you're just running out of food, and you stop at a station and Pastor Abram says, just go and get some food from the, the stall. And we look out the window saying, uh-uh, we're not eating there <laughs> because we just don't know how hygienic it is. And, uh, and so you end up getting really hungry. And some of us have faced hunger and thirst. Or you go on a, on a hike and it turns out to be three hours long and you run out of water and you can get so thirsty. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. 
You follow me, you won't ever go hungry or thirsty. The fifth one is in John 10, 9. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture or food. Here, this refers to Jesus protecting his uh, followers as shepherds protect their flocks from predators. So Jesus is our protector. He's our guide. The sixth one is, I am the good shepherd in John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Here we see Jesus committed to caring and watching over those who are his. As long as you feel vulnerable or alone. Let me tell you, today, Jesus said, I am your good shepherd. I will watch over. I'll protect. I'll find a way through the challenges for your life. No matter what situation you're in, I encourage you today, he is your good shepherd. And the seventh one is in John eleven twenty five. Jesus said, to I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. He's saying they will die physically sometime. But death is not the final word for those who are in Jesus Christ. So in those seven I am statements, and if you've got time to look them up in your Bible and, and read the context of them, you'll see a revelation of who Jesus is. And today, maybe you need that light, or you need the bread of life, or you need some truth, or you need to know connection through the vine, or that he's the gate and the door and the way, or the good shepherd, or the resurrection and the life. Thank God he is all those to us. Romans 10, 8 to 10 in the Amplified says, But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith which we preach. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that is recognizing his power, authority and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Saviour, resulting in his justification, that is being made righteous, being free to the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God, and with the mouth to it, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. Wow, here we see Jesus. He wants to be your Saviour. He wants to be your Lord. It starts by believing in your heart and mind that what Jesus said is true, and then accepting it, and then confessing or declaring that. And for some, maybe you're unsure of your salvation. Today, at the end of this message, you can say, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, and I confess with my mouth you are Lord. And it says that you will know his gift of salvation. Another beautiful verse that we all know very well, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. And as we baptized those nine people in water last week, it was so beautiful to see them come up out of the water with just a, a beaming smile on their face, joy in their hearts, knowing that they are a new creation in Christ. No matter what we've gone through in our lives, no matter what sin or shame or guilt over our lives, we are a new creation. I want to encourage you today that if you're a follower of Jesus, whether you've known him for one week or for 35 years, you are a new creation in Christ. And God wants us to live with that reality in our hearts. Not keep going back over the past. Not just looking at our weaknesses or challenges. But we are a new creation in Christ. And live out of the overflow of that. This, uh, this means that our old identity, our life of sin, the power of Satan, the religious works of trying to please God, our old relationship with the world, and our old mindsets are dead and gone. They don't have to rule you. 
and you can grow into greater and greater freedom. We are not reformed or simply refurbished. We are made completely new by our union with Christ and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You ever notice kids that when they're growing, they love to see how, how much taller they're getting. And some families have had a, a, a ruler or a line on a doorpost or a wall at home. And every six months or 12 months, or even more often when they're growing fast, the kids want to line up and see and put a mark and the date of how much, how much taller they've grown. And it's a joy and fun to see that happening in their lives. I want to encourage you as adults, you need to keep growing. Keep growing in your faith. Keep growing in maturity, in freedom, in revelation. Keep growing in fruitfulness. Don't stop growing. And uh, I read the story of a, a child who said to the adult, said, how come older people stop growing? Thinking about they just don't keep getting taller. And the, the person said, well, they were caught thinking about an answer. They said, well, we just keep growing but in different directions. And sadly, that's the truth sometimes as our bodies get older. But I want to encourage you as people, let's keep growing in our faith. Don't get stagnant or pull back. Let's keep growing in our understanding of his kingdom and his ways and his truth and how to live out our lives with fulfillment because we can keep growing in our lives and in our hearts. Philippians 2.9 is another scripture that tells us about how amazing our Jesus is today. I encourage you, just open your heart and, and take some moment to reflect on how amazing this Jesus is that has changed our lives. A Christian is one who follows Christ. And as believers, we are followers of Jesus. He called the disciples, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. I'll make you into something that you weren't before. And what a joy to be a believer. Philippians 2.9 says, Therefore God exalted him in the highest place and gave him the name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow, what a passage this is. And even though there's many around us and maybe some in our families or across our nations who don't yet declare that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says one day everyone, everyone will acknowledge that he is Lord. In eternity. But we have the privilege of doing that voluntarily now and every day in our lives. Note the seven steps of exaltation that God gave Jesus after the cross in this passage. Number one, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. Multiplied his greatness. Number two, he possesses the greatest name of all. And when you speak the name of Jesus, when you sing the name of Jesus, when you pray the name of Jesus, when you declare the name of Jesus against darkness and sin and shame and addictions and strongholds, let me tell you, all the power of heaven is released in your situation. When you speak the name of Jesus over a household that's in strife, things have to shift. Darkness has to move because he's the light of the world and he's the prince of peace and he's the healer of broken hearts. He's come to set captives free. I want to stir your heart today. Don't forget the power of the name of Jesus Christ. It's the name of Jesus that is, heals and sets our lives free. That awesome name that is above every other name. We see his sovereignty. Authority will cause every knee to bow. We see God decreed that everyone in heaven will bow in worship of this God-man. We have the privilege of worshipping Him every day. 
The day will come when everyone will bow and acknowledge Jesus is the Son of God. Number five, God decreed that every demonic being will bow to the God-man Jesus. Wow, that will be an event throughout eternity. Number six, God decreed that every tongue will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, sadly, we hear people that use the name of our Lord Jesus in vain through swearing, through mockery. The day will come when everyone will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why don't you today honour his name? Let's honour him in our lives. Let's be ones who are honourable under his name. If you have the name of Jesus or Christianity over your life, I encourage you to honour Jesus. Don't shame his name. Don't take it in vain. Don't dishonour him by our lives and our words. Let's honour the name of Jesus. Let's not be dishonourable. Jesus took it all on the cross. We heard the message at communion today that he sweat drops of blood out of carrying the weight of your sin and mine and the whole world. Let's not dishonour the name of Jesus. Maybe you have stepped back and you've drifted in your faith or your trust in Jesus. Today I call you. His Spirit's calling you back. Come back to his heart. Come back to the love that he has for your life. Don't stay drifted or disconnected. Come back and let's follow him. And I encourage those that are praying for family or friends or neighbours, the name of Jesus, pray that powerful name. Speak it lovingly. Honour his name. Worship his name because it changes the atmosphere in our community as we speak the name of Jesus. And I so miss our corporate worship times where we sing and lift up the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name. But we can do it individually. You can do it in your family groups, in your uh, small groups of friends that get together. Let's lift up the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the seventh one is, God received the glory and honour of sharing his throne with the God-man Jesus. Father God, Jesus the Son and the powerful Holy Spirit are God, three in one, revealing his heart. It's amazing when we look at the Bible that Jesus is revealed in every book of the Bible in different ways. And I'd invite you right now to to look at this uh, clip that we're going to show of a young man who goes through and declares by memory how Jesus revealed in every book of the Bible. Take a moment to listen to this. I know it will stir your heart. Wow, isn't that incredible what you've just seen and heard, how he can remember all that, but the revelation that it brings that finding Jesus in every book of the Bible right from Genesis through to Revelation, and he's revealed. If you've never read the Bible, I encourage you to start with the book of John, and uh, I've shared some verses out of it, to, to let you know how amazing he is, and you can begin to discover who Jesus is. Revelation, the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, it's actually not the revelation of end times, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 1 says in chapter 1. I just want to read a few verses from chapter 1 of Revelation. It's verse 4. It says, May the kindness of God, God's grace, and peace overflow to you from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits that are in front of his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from among the dead, and the ruling king who rules over the kings of the earth. Now to the one who constantly loves us and has loosed us from our sins by his own blood, 
And to the one who has made us to rule as a kingly priest or to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion throughout the eternity of eternities. Amen. Behold, he appears within the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the people groups of the earth will weep with sorrow because of him. And so it is to be. John is on the Isle of Patmos. He has a revelation of who Jesus is and then God unfolds to him some of the things that are going to happen throughout history and in end times. And one of the things it says, there will be plagues upon the earth. And this virus is like a plague upon the earth. But it's not the end yet. And I believe God's then going to open up a way for a great harvest as many people turn from the things they've trusted in to Jesus, the Son of God. And I'm believing many will discover His grace and power. In verse 12 in Revelation, it goes on. When I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, I saw seven golden lampstands. And walking among the lampstands, I saw someone like a son of man, wearing a full-length robe with a golden sash over his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, white as glistening snow, and his eyes were flames of fire. Wow, have you ever felt the fire of God's love looking into your heart? Sometimes when we've sinned or let him down, we feel condemned and the fire of his love looks in and burns up our sin and says, come back and love me and follow me because you were created in the image of God to love and worship, not to waste our lives doing our own pursuits, but to honor Jesus and then fulfill an amazing life of destiny, touching and blessing lives. It goes on and says, his feet were gleaming like bright metal as though they were glowing in a fire. And his voice was like the roar of many rushing waters. Wow. Sometimes the voice of God is a quiet whisper in our heart. Sometimes it's a loud roar to get our attention. I'll never forget I went to uh, Toronto in 1994 and I went to see Niagara Falls. It was an incredible experience to see those millions of tons of water cascading over those falls and I got really close and it was just this roar and I had a a holy moment where I just thought wow this is just one part of your incredible creation and I remember these verses in Revelation about his voice is like the roaring of great waters or thunder in the heavens and I just stood there transfixed for a few moments as I glimpsed just his awesome power and grace. I encourage you to have your heart open. There'll be moments in your life where you'll encounter, maybe in your reading scriptures or you're singing a song or just in quiet contemplation, you'll have an encounter with the power of his revelation and his love. His voice is like the sound of many rushing waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. Out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. And his face was shining like the brightness of the blinding sun. Wow. Bible says Moses went up in the mountain and received the Ten Commandments. And when he came down, his face was shining with the glory and the presence of God. There's been moments I've seen people and they are just so caught up in his love and presence, in the freedom of their sins forgiven, of hurt being healed, that their faces just literally shine. Their eyes are alive with his presence. I walk the streets of countries overseas on missions trips and sometimes you walk down a street and you can almost tell who's a Christian just by their eyes because Christians' eyes are open and clean and free from fear. Many that worship idols or other gods, often they're just caught up with fear and pain over their hearts. 
And then it says, I saw him, I fell down at his feet as good as dead. But he laid his right hand on me and I heard his reassuring voice saying, don't yield to fear. I am the beginning and I am the end. The living one. I was dead. Now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys that unlock death and the unseen world. Wow. When a loved one who knows Jesus leaves this world, they go into eternity with Jesus. We miss them, but they're with Jesus. And what an assurance. God says, hey, I want your lives to count. I want you to know that he's gone to prepare a place for you, that we don't miss out on his destiny and purpose now and for eternity. And Jesus truly holds the world together. I remember reading the story it, may have, it was written years ago, but it may have been something that happened the last few months of a dad who was working from home. And he had his uh, young child, about four or five years old, and just kept annoying him. Dad, can you do this? And just distract him. He thought, I know what I do. I've got one of those big jigsaw puzzles. It's a map of the world. And he's only four or five. It'll take him hours to work. So he sets it out on the table. And about 15 minutes later, the little boy's back and says, Dad, I've finished it. The dad says, no way. How on earth could you put a map of the world in with hundreds of pieces in this jigsaw puzzle? And he went next door and says, Dad, I've done it. So he reluctantly gets up from his desk and his work and goes and look. And sure enough, he's got it done perfectly. He says, how on earth did you do that? The little boy says, well, when I was turning all the pieces over and looking at them, I realized on the back of the pieces, there was a, a picture of the face of a man. And so I turned it all over and I thought, if I get the face right, then the world will all be in right order. And as the man looked, he saw it was a picture of Jesus. And so this little boy discovered at four or five years old that if he got Jesus in the right place, his whole world would be in order. And I want to encourage you that when Jesus is in the right place in your life, in your heart, your relationships, your thinking, your plans, your work, your service, your family, let me tell you, everything else will start to get into its right place and in right order. But when Jesus is not in the right place in our hearts and lives, chaos sooner or later starts to happen in areas of our lives. And we've seen that so often. And I want to encourage you, this little boy discovered, so long as you get Jesus in the right place and in right order, then your whole world will start to be in right order. Hebrews 12, Mary Lynn shared this in the uh, passion before in the message. I just want to read it um, and focus in on verse 2. It says, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Today, Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith. No matter where your relationship is, if you've known Jesus for many years, I want to encourage you. Let your passion and love for him be stronger today. If some things have distracted and your world's a little bit messy and upside down, maybe we need to take some time to say, Jesus, 
I need to get things in order. I've tried to run things my way and, and determine my course, but today I surrender every part of my life and my um, family and finances and my th- plans and my future to you. Something will happen as you do that. So I want to ask you the questions. we wrap it up today. Who do you say Jesus is? Not only by your words, but what does your lifestyle say? It will tell you who Jesus is in your life. Is he Lord, the center? Is he the Prince of Peace? Is he the, the one who leads and guides you and brings hope? I want to encourage you to open your heart to Jesus. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. A well-known verse that many people know, John 3, 16 and 17, and I want to leave this with you today. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Jesus didn't come to condemn humanity, our lives, the things that we've done wrong. It's not a whole lot of rules and laws. It's a relationship with our Heavenly Father through Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I believe today Jesus is knocking on the door of people's hearts. He's saying, come, open your heart. One more verse in Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I'm standing at the door, knocking. If your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I will come in and feast with you and you will feast with me. What an invitation. Wherever you are in your journey of faith, I want to encourage you, draw close to God and let him draw close to you. You say, well, I'm not good enough. Jesus is the one who's good and he's come to lift us out of our place of shame or guilt or sin. You think, oh, I'm not religious or spiritual enough. Jesus is the one who will transform and give you a new heart. I invite you, if you don't know this amazing Jesus, to open your heart. Maybe you once did. Come back to him. Maybe you're a child watching and think, oh, I know about Jesus. Why don't you open your heart to him today? You've been a believer for many years. I want to encourage and strengthen your faith. I want to mobilize you to make sure you're sharing Jesus with everyone you can during this time because many people are searching for who is Jesus and where does he fit into my world? I invite you to pray. And, and if you want to stand where you are and just reach up your hands to heaven or, or bow your head, why don't we just pray right now? And I encourage you, can you answer this question, who is Jesus to you today? Father, I just pray right now for your presence to fill every heart. Lord, I pray that they would hear you knocking on the door of their heart and mind, saying, come closer to me. For those who are believers and followers of you, Lord, your love would just draw them today, refresh them and strengthen them and encourage them. Lord, bring healing and peace over their hearts. For some that feel distant from you, Lord, I just pray today they would feel your love and forgiveness and hope over their hearts. Draw us. And Lord, for each one of us that know you, Lord, that we would be sharing you in relevant, meaningful ways by our words and our lifestyle and our acts of kindness. Lord, I just thank you for your love reaching out and drawing people to yourself. Lord, we love you. And we declare together, Jesus Christ is Lord. You are the name above all names. You are the son of the living God. You will rule in the heavens and the earth. And Lord, as we read the Bible, you will come alive in our hearts and we will declare, Jesus, you are the mighty one. You are the one who was and is and is to come. And we surrender our hearts to you. 
Let your love overwhelm us, transform us, set us free so that we can be a great example for others who are looking to find Jesus. For some, we will be the only Bible, we'll be the only book, we'll be their first connection point to discover how beautiful and amazing Jesus Christ really is. I thank you for your presence, drawing people. Holy Spirit, touch hearts right now. We open our hearts to you and confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you will be saved. Thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today, and I encourage you to, uh, maybe you've got family or friends that are asking questions. Why don't you invite them to watch this online? You can do it as a podcast after this message in the coming days or weeks. And I just want to let you know, next week we're going to start a few week series on what does the church look like in 2020 after this pandemic. God's been stirring my heart to to relook at what is church life and when we start to gather and, and what's the church going to look like. We're going to go back and see in the book of Acts and then we're going to look and see what's the Holy Spirit saying today and how can we be the church and and do church life and see his life flow. So we look forward to connecting with you again next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.